<laughs> Limited potential. <laughs> hey, everybody. You're listening to the Gone Gaming Podcast. This is episode 16. We'll be chatting about linear games, South Park's Odyssey, and Mario's Fractured Butthole. Dude, I think you mean Mario Odyssey and South Park The Fractured Butthole. No, I, I meant what I said. Yeah, maybe I'm the one who's wrong. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Gone Gaming Podcast and on Twitter at Real Gone Gaming. Like, subscribe, and leave us a review. For more information, you can also check us out at ltdpotential.com. So grab your joysticks and toggle that power switch as we're about to power on. Welcome to Gone Gaming. I'm Luca. I'm Ashton. And I'm Matt. And we are your uninformed source for gaming news. Hello, Luca. How's it going, buddy? What's up, Matt? What's going on? Not much. Just hanging out with you here, obviously recording a new episode of Gone Gaming Podcast. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yep. And Ashton is still not here. And the guy just... He always he always rips you when you're not here, but yeah. man, this guy really knows how to take his time off. Yeah, he's given up on us. He, I think he's just subtly sending us a hint that he doesn't care for doing this. He wants to branch off and do his own thing. That's my guess. Yeah, he's taking himself to strange new places, which, yeah. I mean, that's cool, right? That's good for him. Yeah. I mean... We're, we're supportive. I'm pretty sure he's going to be back next week, but I mean... Hopefully. This is a time where we are allowed to make fun of him, I think. Yeah. Well, we have to help him move, right? Oh, yeah. Next weekend, he might not be. Oh, that's right. He's got to so, move. So he might not be in next yeah, week. Yeah, this guy's just taking himself to strange new places. Moving. Yeah, that's, that's, doing a, things. that's not really a strange new place. I'm sure everyone's kind of moved at one point in their life or, or, or another. Yeah, that's also very true. I just like giving this illustrious mystery to Ashton, yeah. to the listener. Well, well, poor guy. You know, he's... he's He's consumed with moving next week, and I guess we might have to help him a little bit, but we you know got who to... won't help him. You're not going to help him? No, Frank. Frank won't help him. Oh, yeah, no, Frank. Frank's, uh, even if he said he was going to help him, you know he's, gonna, he's not going to be there. No. But you know what we get to do while he's worrying about all the stuff in his house and moving it? Uh, I'm going to say play Mario. Play Mario's a good one. I'm assuming you're only playing just Mario while I'll be playing Mario and South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Yes, I beat South Park. Yeah, I was about to say, explain to everyone why you're not. You've crushed it in, what, like five days, less than five days? Yeah, about a week, give or take. Just under a week, I'd say. I crushed it. Um, My school's on strike, which is pretty cool. So that gave me a lot of free time to uh, get down and dirty, get nice and greasy and play South Park. Like, I work for a small private company, so there's no chance of a strike. Yeah. But if I was in a situation where I was in, in you know, if we went to strike mode, I would uh, oh, yeah. I'd fully support it. This is the only thing unions are good for, is just waiting for them to go on a strike. Yeah, and I think when, when you go on strike, you have to support it. You have to be there, you know, come in with your, your coffee, get a coffee for Sally and Jim, you know, that's yeah. what you got to do. I would pay a look-alike <laughs> so I can stay at home and just play the new Mario and the South Park game. To- oh, man. I would love to have a, like a clone of me and let him do all the terrible things. Oh my god! Imagine like if if I have twins, like if my kids are twins, I'm gonna give them the coolest life where they're gonna be one person. Yeah. Legally, it'll be only one child born, but like they're always gonna have an alibi if they want to commit sort of like some sort of 
bank robbing scheme, you know, where they like tunnel underneath and be like, I know it was you, Lucas Sund. Uh, I have an alibi. Look, I was streaming games on Twitch or something. Yeah. How can how can it be me if I was here? That's that's such a great premise for a movie. It actually is pretty genius. We should really, you know, trademark that. And if anyone ever comes out with that idea in the next 10 years, we're going to sue them. We're suing them. Yeah. So to the important stuff, you're playing South Park. Whereabouts are you in it? I'm pretty early. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Spoiler alert for anyone listening that hasn't played it and wants to. Mm -hmm. We might reveal some of the plot. Not a lot of it. I hope you don't reveal anything I I don't know yet. I won't. But whereabouts are you? So I guess initially start on your street and then you eventually go through the sixth graders and get... I guess to your one of your first fast travel spots. Yep. And then you go you make your way to Raisins. Yes. That's yeah, where yeah. I got to. I'm I think you're over when I played that part. Yeah, mosquitoes there and yeah. that's his kryptonite. Yeah, the the women at uh, Raisins. Yes, because the game basically develops your character as a superhero where you have yeah. your power which early on you're established you have the power of what of uh the I fart think, or like Yeah, it's the farting or the anus blast. or something yeah. or whatever they use the term. So, and then you have to find, I guess, throughout the game, I'm assuming I haven't gone past this, but I went for my second uh, character feature, which is my weakness. Mm -hmm. And I believe when I selected mine, you kind of kept your mouth shut and I decided my weakness, they give you a bunch of options. Uh, You can pick the uh, Raisins Girls as well and some other ones. I chose old people. Yes, as did I. As did you, yeah. Yeah. So it's, I I don't know how the rest is going to progress, but I'm guessing there's other things you have to do to define your superhero. Yeah. So... You know when you open up your uh, your tablet, yeah, like your phone, and yeah, it has all the little apps. Yeah, um, when you go to the one that's your character sheet mm-hmm. sheet, um, that gets filled out throughout playing the game. Similar things like how you have to go to raisins and yeah, yeah, yeah. mosquitoes. Like, what's your weakness? Mm-hmm. That will be filled out throughout the game in a very funny, clever South Park way. That it's just great. Just something completely different and having fun, poking fun of. You know, let's say you're not that, uh, you know, that, that movie watcher that notices all the little things, like how every character has to have a specific, you know, like a weakness and like all the cliche stuff that you might not necessarily catch. I just love how South Park digs at that stuff. Yeah, the backstory. I yeah. mean, right off the start, Carmen's like, we got to give you a tragic backstory. Mm-hmm. And the whole backstory your character gets is... Little spoiler dad, alert. Yeah, your dad fucks your mom. Yeah, that's... that's the traumatic event. You saw your, your dad plowing your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how does it compare to the, the first one from what you've seen so far? I know you're very, yeah, very I'm, early in I'm and it's early. tough. I'll, I'll tell you one thing I noticed. I feel like they tried to streamline all the other stuff that was kind of time consuming almost in the other one. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you grabbed an item, um, in the stick of truth, like when you went into Cartman's mom's room, you'd find like a, like a dildo or something and it would tell you. Like a, you can actually go into your menu and go and see the, the description of everything you've picked up. And in this game, I'm noticing whenever you pick something up, if you don't read it right off the bat, it just goes into like a scrap folder where you can't necessarily read what it was. Yeah, which is nice. So it's I guess they're trying. I don't know. I don't know if it's nice, it, but it does save you time. Cool. Because I know before I spent way too much time reading that stuff. And sometimes it was funny when you first read it, but then you kind of get multiples of the same thing. And Yeah, it's time efficient. That's what I liked about it. But so you're enjoying it, though, overall? Oh, honestly, I would probably play more, but we've been playing Fortnite. Whenever it's like mm-hmm. the evening time comes, you know, you get back from work, and then I'm not going to say no to, I guess, a social, some social gaming, right? Yeah, Where I haven't talked to you guys and whatever, and then 
Let's play some Fortnite, which we've been having some fun with. On yeah, that Fortnite's too. a lot of fun. You know what you all should do if you if you're playing it? Gather as much material as you can, and then build stairways as high up as possible, and try to win that way because it's not possible. Because if someone just knocks out the base of yeah. your of your structure, you're done. This is coming from experience, yeah. by the way. Funny as can be, though. Oh yeah, it was hilarious for sure. Um, I will say with comparing the first one to the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the stick of truth had a bit more fan service in it. Okay. Well, there like... was a lot more nods to things in episodes mm-hmm. where I found this one, they didn't do it as much and yeah. I understand why. I felt like in, the, you know what you, you say that and it reminds me of when I played the stick of truth, I felt like every area had something that threw back to an episode that was specific to the senior in, in the game. So there's yeah. a tie in. While this one, I feel like wherever you go, whenever a TV's on or whenever the radio's playing or something's going on, it's a random song from a, from one of the recent episodes, like maybe the last five, six seasons. Yeah. I mean, one of the TV shows is that antique rodeo show. Yeah, that bum, 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 yeah. bum, 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 Whereas bum, bum, bum. Stick of Truth, you go into the movie theater and it's the Rob Schneider trailers. Yeah. And, I mean, there was like older things that were brought into that game as a fan service, whereas the new one's much more current. Okay. So that was one of the only big things. And I mean, I understood why they didn't do that. Cause if you just keep double dipping. Yeah. And fan servicing. Okay. It almost seems like you're just making this game based on nostalgia rather than trying to tell a story and make it its own thing. Yes, exactly. Um, other than that, the game was awesome. I really liked it. What did you say? 15 to 20 hours. Yeah. I'd say about, anywhere from 16 to 20 depending on how thoroughly you go through everything i'm gonna go through it thoroughly so i went through pretty thoroughly like yeah. you know you have to capture the photos the what is tweaking that, craigs the anime yeah the yaoi photos yaoi? yeah yeah um i have most of them i think i'm missing three two See, or three for me i wouldn't stop there i'd keep going yeah right so like i went through fairly thorough and it didn't feel like it was dragging on or too long yeah and i gotta state this um because i know ashton will be listening and he'll say something up to this i'm not doing it for the trophies i'm doing it just to complete the game tasks not the yeah. trophy list tasks the game's tasks yeah um i did a lot of the little puzzles you that are in throughout the map that allows you to get costumes and stuff like that okay, okay. which is fun um all in all the game was really good it was a perfect play like now, it wasn't too long was there it any wasn't too short i gotta ask you is there any like outrageous moments kind of like the first the stick of truth where you're in what uh what's his name uh not mr slave was it mr slave's asshole or i can't remember but yeah you're the gnomes and you go into the ass during the sex scene or whatever well yeah i think there's a point where you yeah you go in you're like going through the coal and you see like a yeah. hamster's like bones inside like is there something like over the top like disgusting but funny scenes in this um there's a little bit nothing, t- toned back. There, no. So it's different. There's nothing that is as ridiculous as that. Okay. But there is two fight scenes mm-hmm. that are pretty hilarious. Okay. And so one of them, like, I don't mind offensive humor. I've always ha- had a knack to take it well. I mean, I've watched South Park since I've been yeah, growing up. Yeah, you know what kid. you're getting into with South yeah, Park. Yeah, Rick and Morty, all those things, they don't bother me. This was the first time in a game where I literally thought to myself, wow, this is kind of fucked up, 
Oh, yeah? But okay. it's funny as shit. See, I, I like when a game goes that way. Like, that's why the first South Park game, I don't care what the reviews were, it's one of my most memorable games because oh, it yeah. just made me laugh. Like, this it was stupid as laugh. hell, but it was it was funny. Yeah, this game's really good. You're going to laugh hysterically throughout the game. And the jokes aren't as much episode-based. It's more story-based in the game, okay. which I liked about this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how about Mario, though? That just came out. Literally on Friday... We're recording on a Sunday. Yeah. We've had a bit of time to play with it. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts so far? So on weekends where I like to do, you know, things like work that I haven't been able to during the week. So Friday we record a, another podcast, The Unwritten Rule. Yeah. Check it out. Um, other than recording that podcast on Friday, once you guys all left, I was right on to Mario Odyssey. Yeah. And... I had a big smile playing it. It It is, like, a lot of people loved Galaxy, and Galaxy was a good, good game, but I, I don't understand the high praise. Like, it's a good good Mario game, but still, I'll go 64s ahead of it for sure, and Mario Sunshine. Yeah, I'm with you on those, too. Um, 64 was so tight. It's something about the the going little planet to little planet. I didn't care. I like a, a big world, like, one world map. I don't need mm-hmm. to go planet to planet on a level. Yeah. So... This game reminds me a lot of uh, of those games, like the original 64 and Sunshine. Can we talk about 64 for a second and just how great it was finally being in Peach's castle? Yeah. Right? Like, just the environment of being in the castle and roaming around it. That was... It was such a cool idea. You jump into paintings in the castle. And it takes you to those worlds. Yeah. It was so cool. And that was something I think that gets lost in translation with Mario when people talk about it was Mm -hmm. the actual setting of the game being in the castle and getting a chance to explore the castle. And then the infinite stairwell, like all the little things that added up to make it so awesome. Yeah. And it's just, it's so memorable. And then sunshine shows you Dofino square Mm -hmm. and that was cool. It's like its own little city world that you never been to before. It's this new place and it was crazy with depth Mm -hmm. and it was just really well made. See, I guess now when I think about the things I love about Mario, and I'm not sure because I've only played, I don't know, maybe eight to ten hours of uh, Odyssey right now. It, I know they're trying to pay tribute to like the original like Mario Bros. and and Mario Three, where you kind of go from and Super Mario World, where you go uh, like on a zoomed out map and you go level to level. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked. I like the creativity how Nintendo did that with the 64 version of it, mm-hmm. where it wasn't just a like an overhead map. No, you're going to parts of the castle. I love yeah. that they did that. It and, was really cool. And this one is kind of more along the you know the Mario three lines where you kind of choose where you are on a map. Yeah, this one it's it's crazy because they kept it where you're not like Galaxy where you're going to different planets, but you're going to different parts of the of, Earth of a planet that. Doesn't the map doesn't really line up? At least the three levels I've been to, the three worlds I've been to, don't look like actual planet Earth. I guess it's its own Nintendo world or Mario yeah. world, whatever it is, whatever it may be. But the places so far, and I'll, I'll say this from what I've seen, I've been to three areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so same probably as I. Have. Man, so much to do in them. So much already. Like I'm noticing right off the bat. There is an insane amount of depth in each world. It's reminding me of when I played Breath of the Wild to start with. Because yeah. in Zelda, you're used to what? Like seven 
six, seven temples or whatever, maybe 10, whatever it is max, mm-hmm. there were 120 shrines. Yeah. Plus the three, the four, the four divine beasts, the four divine beasts Ganon's castle. And then is there anything else there? Yeah, just exploring yeah. the little towns, everything, all the little nuances. But main, mainly you had uh, four divine beasts, the last, ca- I guess, the Hyrule Castle, and you had 120 shrines, which is bigger than any Zelda game you've played before. And this Mario, I'm pretty sure Mario's have typically been 120 stars, at least with 64 yeah. and on. It was, I think, the one of the galaxies had a point where you get to like the 120 stars or whatever the max was, and then you played it as... Was it like Luigi and it got harder? Yeah, something along those lines. Or maybe it's one of the new Super Mario Bros. games or the 3D World on on 3DS. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. But it's been typically 120 stars. And then I think when watching the video review on IGN for Mm -hmm. their game, the guy said he beat the game with 200 moons because they're moons now. They're not stars. He said he was, what, like 20% done or 25% done? Yeah, there's something like 800, I think they said, moons in the game that you can get i mean i think it's a little excessive as of right now it feels a little excessive but it it goes to show how much replayability this game's gonna yeah have. absolutely i mean we start off and you start off in that cappy town yeah and then you go to the cascading falls or whatever it's called the is next the, level is that the next level yeah I oh, think and then and then it's like the, the and it's southern... really quick right like you're there maybe like uh, 15 20 minutes you get the moon and then the couple moons and then you move towards yeah, you, you the have, sand one you have the boss fight and then you go to eat it basically tells you apparently you can cancel, which I didn't know mm-hmm. uh, until Martin tried it. Yeah. Or Marty tried it. And uh, Marty, it, friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, you, just three levels right away. And then you can go back and just, and it's not like they're all easy to find. There's some that literally you you break a wall down and then you just get a, a star or yeah. a, a moon piece. There's one literally when you get out of your hat spaceship. Yeah. It's just standing on a rock. Yeah, that you just walk up and climb. Like, to me, I don't know. I don't like that. Like, that's the one thing. I don't like an easy moon. I'd rather less moon pieces and harder to get mm-hmm. than just, like, one standing out in the middle of nowhere. So you prefer quality of moons over quantity of yeah. moons. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm not too far into it yet, but as of right now, I've only seen a couple of them. I hope they're not too many that are... Just lying around, kind of like the Korok seeds in yeah. uh, Breath of the Wild. I don't want them to be just everywhere. I, I pick up a rock and I'll find a moon piece, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're roughly around the same spot in Mario, mm-hmm. and I love it. I can't believe how two two games in one year, the first year of a console release, two major hits come out for any console. Like Nintendo's been that company that. I remember buying like the Wii. Everyone's like, oh, it's going to be cool, right? You play Wii bowling and then no one gave a shit after that. The novelty wore off. Oh, wore off quick with that one. Yeah. I think that had like a significantly, a significant amount of sales for a console, but the games per console was low. Yeah. The software, or I guess you could call it the games. The game attachments per console was low compared to any of the other consoles. So even if it sold 100 million. And if only two, you know, let's say one to two games per console sold, you'd rather have like an Xbox or PlayStation, even if it sold 50 million and they got five games per console, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, But then I'm like, okay, whatever. Wii U, they got Pro Controller. It looks like it's more regular controls and it still flopped. That flopped pretty quickly, actually. And everyone expects Nintendo Switch, probably the same thing. Underpowered. uh, I guess they didn't go too much with the gimmicky controls. They... 
but it is an underpowered portable hybrid thing. Nintendo's doing their whole gimmick thing. And you know what? It, it might've been a gimmick, but at least they've had first party games this year. Really great first party games. I mean, Zelda launches with the console. Like, and it's one of the best games I've ever played. And I know we've been, we don't want to throw it around lightly, but possibly the best game we've played. It's my favorite game all time confirmed. Really? You're going to go over the, because I I think Last of Us might have been one of yours. It was, but I can talk about The Last of Us and it's like, yeah, it was a great game. But when I talk about Zelda, Mm -hmm. I get excited. I get happy. I can't like, there's something about that game. Yeah. Well, the thing with, with The Last of Us is it's the story that makes the game so great. Yeah. Not to say the gameplay is bad. No, the gameplay is really good. Mm-hmm. It's a tight packaged game. But Zelda was, it was your own adventure. While yeah. I know we're going to... I'm smiling now just thinking about it and how fun it was. Like, I know you're criticizing, you know, you weren't criticizing, you're, you're wondering how I haven't played the DLC yet. Yeah. Um, It's because I'm... I'm one of those people that once I play a game and stop, I need a break. Like, I know there's another DLC coming, so I'm going to hit both DLCs at once. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. So You know I've beaten it twice already, right? You beat it the second time. I've beaten it a second time, but I didn't do all 120 shrines. Holy. That's how much I enjoy that game. Like, I genuinely love that game. And to now talk about Odyssey that dropped... And it's in the same conversation, and I've played, what, maybe five hours? Maybe. Yeah, I'm five to ten. And I've only been in two worlds. In the five hours world, Yeah, the first two. Yeah, exactly. The first two, the first world is kind of, uh, it's like a smaller world. I I went back and visited. There's some cool things. There's a lot of stars or moons, I mean, that are hidden around that you can explore. I will say Nintendo is doing something this generation where they're, they're creating games I want to play finally, which they haven't mm-hmm. done since GameCube for me. Yep. Like there's very a very select few games I've wanted to play from Nintendo. And when I played them, it was more uh, it's just because I want to get use out of my system versus like when I'm playing. I remember when Xbox 360 first came out, I was there's like a plethora of games like that. And then switching to uh, PlayStation 3 when like the first Uncharted was OK, but like Uncharted 2, one of my favorite games of all time. And The Last of Us, and I'm thinking like Bioshock, Mass Effect. When I saw the Nintendo games, even the Zeldas, which were good, I didn't feel like they were much better if they were at all better than these big, cool games I was playing on Xbox and PlayStation. For sure. So now they're literally, I'm looking at all my games. Because of Zelda, I didn't play Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a good game. It's got its flaws, but it is a good game. Yeah. I couldn't play it because Zelda was just that much more appealing to me. Absolutely. You know what I wanted to talk about with Odyssey that I love is that 8-bit little uh-huh. retro game that's inside the game. Like you're in the world and you'll see a, a warp pipe. You'll go in it and yeah. you're now displayed on the wall. Yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. 2D, 8-bit. And the sound, it's the same sound that was in the level, but it's done 8-bit now. It's the original Mario. Yeah. It's not like Mario 3. It's the original Super Mario 1. And it's something so simple, but amazing. I love the little nostalgic feeling you get doing that. I think it's cool. You've been going a little more on about that. Yeah, it's it's, so simple, but great. I was playing that with, it reminds me a lot of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. It was Mm -hmm. a 3DS game. Yep. That's a really fun game too. Nintendo's finally, I don't know, it's like they're embracing the current um, 
current trends of gaming. Or maybe, you know what? Nintendo's more of they're embracing the current trends of gaming as of 10 years ago. Yeah. Where gamers were, where they're giving you quality content for DLC. They weren't ripping you off. Like, what's, what was a Zelda DLC? 20, 20, 30 bucks? Yeah, it was 24 bucks or something like that. And it's, you don't get that for that much money. Yeah. Even like the Mario Kart when it came out on the Wii U. The uh, whole Mercedes pack and the... No, the Mercedes pack was free, but the no, two sorry. DLCs, which yes. were what? There were eight eight uh, tracks each DLC plus characters. plus characters. So there's a total of 16 tracks and it was like 12 bucks. Yeah. And that's Canadian. So like US is probably like 10 bucks. Yeah, it's they're nuts. they're finally... It's funny. It's like you said, they're finally doing things that games have been doing, but they're now doing it with their own IPs. And it's funny because games are trending towards a way I think that's not gamer friendly. I think it's just business driven. Yeah. And Nintendo isn't isn't there yet, or they might not even get there. I feel like Nintendo does things the way they want to do it. They finally realize they can operate in their their, their little own space. They and can own compromise. It. They yeah. can go from you know we want to make games that people want as well. Like because I know there's people that loved the Wii U and loved the Wii. But the general public of gamers didn't really uh, flock towards the, no. those consoles. But I like how they went to the these hardcore gamers a little bit now. Let's yeah. let's try to appease them, but let's do it also our own way. Like their online is still probably garbage. I haven't played anything online. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to have an app on your phone for chatting. Yeah, What's the point? Just it's use pretty Skype. Bad. It's pretty bad. Or I Discord. Mean, and the other, yeah, Discord is pretty awesome for the PC. Yeah. The yeah. other thing I noticed with this Nintendo launch was something that they struggled with the Wii U and the Wii was having games to back up the launch. Like we talked about Zelda dropped with it a few months later. Splatoon 2. Splatoon 2 comes out and then, or no, Arms, sorry. Arms, arms, yeah, Arms, a new IP. Yes. So that's three... And then Splatoon 2, and then you have Rabid Kingdom, and then you yep. have literally following that up is Mario Odyssey. And they all reviewed fairly well. Yeah. There was yeah. none of them were in the 70s. They were all in the 80s. Were they? Yeah, they're or all. Or at least high 70s. But regardless, to have five games. What was that? That's five games. Yeah. Within have less than a year. Two potential Game of the Year One candidates. of those two are Game of the Year. Yes. Like right now for me, it's Zelda. Yeah, No question. Too. But I haven't beat Mario Odyssey yet. Right. So it's Zelda pending. Yeah. Whereas, and then ARMS, to, ARMS new IP, high review, Splatoon 2. So there's been, Nintendo's finally dropped a console mm-hmm. with good games to back it. You know what? Start off, they're starting off strong. Mm-hmm. And I believe I read somewhere on the internet where Nintendo wants to keep up this type of uh, release, like the pace of releases, how they have already been doing. Which is good because they need to keep up with the other consoles. I mean... Like right now, it is the golden... This is that year in gaming where it's going to be like, oh my God, all these games came out in that year. Yeah, well, like, right now, I mean, Wolfenstein 2 just dropped. Wolfenstein 2, so I, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, so we could jump to the news, I guess, right? That's yeah. all part of it. So, so go with the reviews. What are these new games and which which ones are new and what are they getting? Yeah, so Wolfenstein 2 literally dropped on the 27th. That as, game, I don't know much about it. Like, I've heard the first Wolfenstein was great. Not like the original one, but the, the one preceding this one. Yeah. Was really good. Um, so what did this one get? This one got an 89 on Metacritic wow. and it was getting nines from independent reviewers like IGN and stuff like that. So it was reviewing very well. Well, I, actually we did read the, the, some of the reviews and one guy gave it a four or a zero because he believes everyone is paid for this review Yeah, because he played it and it wasn't 
what the review said according to him, so he gave it a zero. Yeah, because he had his own opinion and it didn't align up, so he thought sponsored content. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed, also Origins, mm-hmm. the one that was highly talked about it during E3. It looks cool. Like, it's kind of threw in some, I think, um, I guess some, not spiritual, but some, like, like non, like, it's like fictional stuff. It yeah. wasn't just like, you know, like, not like monsters, like some weird, like, fucking weird shit in there which also taking place in ancient egypt which yeah. is a really cool time period with pharaohs and yeah all that it's like mystery. mythical stuff in yeah. there it's not just like a person you know going to people that could be a believable real story it looks like it's completely like out there which is cool yes um i don't think i'd buy it or no, play there's it too many games right now but i mean it looks cool and it's nice to see assassin's creed back as long as they're getting, what did it get 83 Okay, I mean, baby steps, baby steps. Just, I don't know what the whole pay-to-play stuff is with that game, but 83 is pretty decent. Yep, uh, South Park, The Fractured Butthole, 84 on Metacritic. Uh, in, a, in all honesty, if you like South Park, you're going to like the game. If you don't, you probably won't like the Honest, game. Honestly, I'll sell it like this. If you're looking for a game that is not too long or it's going to take up too much time and it's an easy play... Yep. South Park's the game. If you want to laugh. Yeah. It's it's great paced. Um, Ashen's favorite game ever, GT Sport, mm-hmm. has 77 on Metacritic. Okay. So it's... I didn't expect it to do well. Nor did I. I did watch a video on um, on the tech analysis between that and Forza 7. Forza 7 has a lot more content in it, but mm-hmm. they said the detail Gran Turismo goes into, like the light, they say the amount of like polygons that they put in, they put in almost too much attention to detail like it's it's if it's going to hinder your game to come out once every like seven years because you can't get the details to your uh standard yeah like forza pops out a new game every a new motorsport every two years and in between they'll throw in a horizon horizon. which is like a amazing franchise yeah in all honesty it would be better if gran turismo well gran turismo is a very hardcore game so let them come out every five years seven years whatever it is if it sells and it has a market for it, who are we to say? But yeah. I won't be playing it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'd rather play uh, Motorsport 7, Forza, but I'm not even going to play that. I can wait for next Horizon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, PlayStation releases a mini controller for children players on IGN. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's specifically for children. People with small hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to market it for children, but it looks cool. I mean, it's not necessary, I don't think. I didn't find the PlayStation controller to be big in particular, but I mean, yeah. if there's a market for it, good for them. Yeah, they're just looking more at... more options. A cool thing. Yeah, you know what absolutely. that'd be cool for when you're playing like games. You only get three regular controllers and the one small controller. And that small controller is for the person who loses. It's like a dunce cap. Yeah, because you know back in remember back in the day when you got those um, those those third party controllers. Yeah, and no one ever wanted to use it because they were shit. They were shit. Yeah. So maybe that would be like. It's kind of like the dunce cap. I know you could probably afford to buy a regular controller, but get that just so you can, you know, make <laughs> make game night a little more fun. That'd be actually pretty humorous. Yeah. Um, Nintendo 4.0 update allows game preloading. Okay. Video so, capture. So they're basically getting on par with these new consoles. Yep. Cool. Wireless headphones. All right. And also a GameCube controller has been supported. Okay. That's Which, awesome. Like it, I mean. I love the GameCube controller. Yeah, you and Ashton, I think, had it yeah. in your top three. When we yeah, there was about something that. about it. I enjoyed it. You know what? The, the control, the triggers are kind of cool and springy, but 
I don't know, that C stick right there with like the A, B, X, Y button, like the it was the way the buttons were positioned were kind of weird. It worked for a Nintendo first party game, so I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, sticking on Nintendo, the Switch, number one selling system in September, according to NDP's Neo Gaff. Okay. So, I mean, not to be surprised, Mario's a huge, well, It's huge in October. I guess seller. people were anticipating, anticipating, or maybe they held some consoles for that time, or they produced more, because that thing's still hard to get, right? Yeah, for the most part. Okay. It's a little easier. The new fall Xbox update is released. Mm-hmm. New dashboard design. Okay, yeah, so I think the stuff that was available to the insiders is now out? Yes. Okay. Modular home menu with user-defined content blocks. Okay, so very customizable is this new uh, dashboard. Yes. Game DVR improvements. Okay, I think they went from 720p video recording to 1080, if I'm correct. Ding, ding. Points for Luca. Yes, that is correct. 4K for the Xbox One X? 4K 60. Yes, which okay. is insane with HDR support and it can support a USB camera. Okay. Cause yes, uh, I believe that they also just recently disconnect or stopped the production of the connect. Yep. That was one of the news topics. Look at you, man. You're memorizing the news topics. It's weird. Huh? You're a pro. No, it's just, the only reason why I know is because I am somewhat invested into the connect. Yes, absolutely. And the fact that they're discontinuing, like I sold my original Xbox one just so I can upgrade. Like EB had a promotion where yeah. I traded it in. And now the just dance games that my nieces play, I got to find a way. I don't, I don't want to spend 40 us or whatever. It's gonna be like 50, 60 Canadian to get that stupid adapter i I was i have a day one edition and now i can't i have to pay extra for it that's bullshit in my opinion yeah kind of sucks bullshit Uh, yeah definitely um game gifting for insiders okay yeah so that's i guess it's in a beta phase so xbox is going the route of steam i'm not sure other platforms on pc so awesome so awesome Honestly, this won't be a topic of discussion. I'm pretty sure PlayStation is going to do the same thing. I don't see why they wouldn't. It's an easy thing to do. It makes sense. Yeah, game gifting should be, especially now with all these digital... Yeah. Like, And there's digital deals. So what oh, if I see a deal like on the PlayStation Network where I'm telling you to buy play this one game and it goes on sale for like 80% off? I'm like, here you go. Play it if you want. Happy birthday yeah, or whatever. It's amazing. You're and a good friend. Here's a gift. You know what the other thing I love about just the idea of game gifting What's that? is if you're worried that that person might trade in the game, they no longer can do such. Ah. And you're giving them the convenience of not having to put a disc into the system. So you're working yeah. as like a super good guy. You've had a revelation recently, I believe, where you said you're only buying digital games for because of the inconvenience <laughs> of getting up and changing the disc. Yeah, that's how lazy I've become. Society yeah. has ruined me. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. I'll take it. Battlefront 2 Pro Console Exclusive. Okay, so there's an exclusive thing for the PlayStation 4 Pro? Yeah. What is it? 4K textures or something? I don't know. Who cares? It's just a gimmick. I mean, there's a Call of Duty exclusive console that's coming out with the PS4 for the release of Call of Duty World War II. Oh, is that a console? Yeah. Oh, it's a console, Battlefront 4 PS4 console. You know, I'm not sure the note. Yeah, the news note, it. <laughs> it was pretty poor. Ashton wrote it. It was a uh, Star Wars Battlefront. We didn't really care I'm sure care it's to a PlayStation it. 4 Pro console. console. I think it's a console, yeah. Yeah, that Ashton, is yeah. coming out. I mean, they do it for every fucking big game. Call of Duty has one, Yeah, but nobody cares. And last but not least, EA closes Visceral Studios. Mm-hmm. New Star Wars game. 
So this was supposed canceled. to be, yeah, this was supposed to be a follow up to that. What is it? That eighteen or seventeen seventy one or yes. eighteen, whatever that was. Yes, it was supposed to be a linear story, which everyone wants. Yes, and at least I thought. Yes, and it's funny because I guess we're going to stay topical with this because this does seem to be like the subject. Mm-hmm. But do you think linear games still have a place or are they being pushed aside well, for more open world? Well, they're being pushed aside because that's exactly what they said. I believe they're still going to make a Star Wars game, but more open world. Yeah. And I hate how that's like a pro when it comes to people talking about a game. Oh, and it's open world. Like, why is that a pro? Like... The Last of Us is just one of the best games in the last how how many years? Probably one of the best games in the last 20 years. Maybe yeah. one of the best games ever. Yeah. Uncharted. That series has been one of the best series as well of all time. Yep. And what do they all have in common? Linear. Metal Gear Solid's Metal were, Ge- I yeah. mean, classic. Well, that's where, you know what? It Metal Gear Solid was linear up until this last one. And to be honest with you, I didn't like this last one. I can finally say it because I tried picking it up. I got a new video card. I got a 1080 mm-hmm. Ti. There's no, I want to, you know, push everything to its limits. Ashton came by and we started it. And just the dialogue, I was just so mad that I had to wait because I've already invested so much time in this game. And it's like, why did they go open world? Metal yeah. Gear, when you start out in that hospital of that game and there's like a guy like with a flaming head, like chasing you down, it's like so cool. It feels linear. And then after that, it goes open world, and the game completely tanks. Yeah, I was I I was one of the early adopters of it. I got it when it came out, mm-hmm. and I came, I was one of the first people. I think you me, yeah yeah I was trying to I was trying to be like no, it's good, it's good. And I was like, this isn't a good game. This isn't Metal Gear. This is which is fine. I understand you want to go into different places and mm-hmm. explore, and that's fine. But I think it lost identity of to which Metal Gear is. Metal Gear has always had tight, cool stories. Mm-hmm. Even if it was confusing as hell, you felt that they were cool stories. Yeah, it was cool. You just had to figure it out. But once you figured it out, you knew it would be cool. I still don't understand most of the games, but I knew they were awesome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But again, linear stories. Yeah. I mean, Bioshock. Bioshock. Fantastic. That's Infinite, one of my favorite games. I believe it was what Infinite it was Infinite was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Right? The first two, awesome, linear. Dead mm-hmm. Space, linear. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you know, there's the argument. I'm not saying that linear games are the best because then you look at, like, Grand Theft Auto might be one of the best series of all time. Like, when it comes to just a series and as a franchise on its own, Red Dead Redemption, just sticking with Rockstar. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was a good game. Uh, just Breath of the Zelda. Wild, of course. The new Zelda. Even the new Mario feels It's a little more open world. Open world-esque. Yeah, yeah. The Witcher open world, right? Like there, there, There's definitely quality in open world, but... If you take away all the linear games, open world's going to be the new norm and, and it's just going to feel played out. I feel like everything goes through trends, right? I mean, Hollywood right now, the big thing is superheroes. That's been the big thing for like 10 years now. Yeah, right? Like Marvel came out in 2008 with Iron Man and they kicked off this new phase and it's been going strong since. Mm-hmm. I feel like open world is the new thing for video games. It's, it's like, not even new though. It's been around... Like, even Ocarina of Time was technically open world, right? To a degree. It was more well, sandbox, I'd say. I don't know the difference between the two, to be It's a little... It's a, You're in confined space. So, basically, well, it's like Hyrule Field. Well, I know it's small, but that's, at the time, it was big. Yes, absolutely. But then you, ha- you still had a fair bit more linear games, where I feel like now it's the phase of the open world because 
the tech is a lot better. Yeah. It's a lot easier to develop these open world, these big mass cities Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and tell stories that way. And I mean, Grand Theft Auto was, look how much money it made. No, look. And Hideo Kojima came out and said, that inspired me to make Metal Gear 5 in that kind of light. You know what? There's a difference of making a good open world game and a bad one. Because if you make a bad open world game, you're just wasting your time. If It's not even a bad game. You might be making a good game, but you don't fully get everything like Metal Gear. That game had so much promise, but the fact that I spent 50 hours into the game and I literally don't feel like the story's progressed. More of the story progressed in the first 10 minutes than it did in the last 49 hours. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like you have to do it really well you can't just do it good you have to mm-hmm. do it well because i know there's probably people that are going to be upset for me saying that i don't like it um i'd love to beat that game it's just i'm having such a difficult time because i love metal gear and the fact that i want to play it and i just physically can't because it feels like a chore it's a it feels like a huge chore like all these bs little side missions and it doesn't help that Ashton told me that uh, if you beat the game without killing someone, like in previous Metal Gears, there's like a little thing you get. So I've been trying to just trank people. I'm at the point where I'm going to do what your brother did, who just, you know, he went through the game as quick as he could. Yeah, he just always kill used the helicopter and to just load people down. Yeah, I think I might have to do that because I, I, I have to beat that game. I have to. It's it, this is going to be the game that once it's done, it'll be a big like weight off my shoulders. I just read the Wikipedia page about it. Okay. Because I didn't. Oh, the the story. You yeah. Because okay. I I was not gonna sit and put the time into that game. It was it was too big. It just wasn't Metal Gear to me. Mm-hmm. But now my question to you is: Can the new open world be considered the linear story? Is this where we're at now? Where basically well, open world games is what linear no, well, games used to okay, be. Okay. Yes. It is. It seems to be the norm of how to make a game. Like when it comes to a single player story, which that is in jeopardy too. To be honest with you, the single player story games. Oh yeah, that's kind of out the window. Everything's going online, microtransaction, connecting with friends. I mean, Destiny, everything. It's so everything. unnecessary because for me, when I'm playing games like it, we're trying to play Borderlands together, and it's got a really funny story. But the problem is, you and I are talking, and I miss half of it. Mm-hmm. I can't. The reason why I'm playing a single player story is to be in like fully engaged into that story, like. A bomb can go off down the road, and I'm not phased because I'm so into this. But yeah, it's when like I, reading a book. Yeah, and then when you're there on the li- online and Ashton's online, we're all playing Borderlands. I hear you guys talking. I know you guys. Are, it's it's weird to sit silent while you're on like the party chat. I can say confidently when I was playing Borderlands too with friends. Uh, there's a lot I loved about it, mm-hmm. but there was a lot I missed because of that thing where we we're talking. Yeah. But then what about games like The Order 1886? Like a pure linear story that just sucked. Just because a shitty game is linear doesn't mean linear games suck. Do you think that was the nail in the coffin for linear games? (laughs) Like the PlayStation is, as much as they're great with pushing linear games, they were the ones that basically put an end to that medium or storytelling method in video games. The Order, look, you can't make a game that's mostly... I love cinematics. I know people's gripes about Metal Gear 4 was that, like, all those long cinematics. I liked, I loved it. But when your game is a 10-hour game and half of it's spent in cinematics, like, in cutscenes, that's a little, like, it was, there's no quality to that game. That game was so basic. You know what's sad? The environment 
and the actual setting the, of the idea game, was cool as hell yeah right it was wicked An- like another tesla g- was in it yeah and another cool game that was linear um that fell flat and this is, i guess is an early game and these early games especially new ips have difficulty even uncharted one if that was how the rest of the games played it wouldn't be as big of a franchise because uncharted one wasn't mm-hmm. as not nearly as good as the others um it's well i'm going to talk about rome uh rise what's called rise for xbox yeah when it dropped with uh the dead game dead rising Dead rising yeah so it came out with a few like first party games which is cool but that game i I hear people when it came out free on games goal saying like oh this game is so underrated but it wasn't it it was maybe overrated because that character was so terribly like he, he wasn't a good character at all like i had yeah. felt no attachments when his life was in danger because of like let's say cut scenes or whatever <laughs> i'm like i don't care if he dies kill him you'd make my life easier yeah like I, i've been playing as this character for four hours now and i have him. no attachment to him whatsoever you're playing for four hours you hate him so much you just constantly keep getting yourself killed and, and i didn't hate him because he was a bad like he had certain qualities i didn't like it just it felt like he was a robot like he was it was a it's just a video is literally a sprite on the TV, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like as if they hired me hired me to do the voice acting for the game. <laughs> yeah. But once again, for every bad linear game, there's a good one, right? Yes. Um as we've stated the Uncharted's Last of Us and Do you uh, think it has something to do with the marketing and the push behind it? It's harder to market a linear story and sell it as opposed to this massive online multiplayer no. like destiny or call of duty it all comes down to businessmen running the game industry because mm-hmm. i they, they've really ruined it for me um not to say there's no good games luckily luckily there's a lot of people in the video game industry and they're coming out with games so many that you can't even beat you know if you ha- if you played every game you wanted to play you would have to quit your job and dedicate your time fully but that being said a lot of those franchises that you like uh, once they start making money, they hire these salespeople now, these analytical people where they go, well, you can make this much money, but if you throw in microtransactions, you'll make more. It's like, but why would they want to buy microtransactions for, you know, these single player games? Well, let's make it so you can beat the game in a, you know, easier. Let's make the game so you can actually beat certain parts of the game, right? That's, that's where I think, I think it's a business people saying you could, if you have an open world game and you throw in the online component, you can make more money through microtransactions. I was going to say even Shadow of War, the the Lord of the Rings. That's game, open world, right? But that's open world. Yeah. And even I was going to say, well, what about Batman, Arkham City, or Arkham Knight? But that's sandbox open slash world. open world. Yeah. No, it's hard to sell uh, DLC on a single player linear game. Yeah. That's probably what it comes down to. See, and this is the thing, and like to go back to South Park, I wish more games kind of played like sales park where this one was pretty linear it was open world in the sense Mm -hmm. where you just explore the town but it's not a very big town no no it's just a giant map but the story progresses within the town yeah that's the best part about the game it's the story right yeah um if you want to get a different ending playing it a certain way that's not the game for you for that right no it's not indigo prophecies if that's what you're going in for or like mass effect was supposed to be (laughs) was it but it didn't pan out well, I guess people really thought that your choices would make such a big difference at the end, but at the end you have like a choice. You can basically at the end point make the the ending whichever way you want. Like that any is... decisions you made beforehand had no effect on the actual ending ending except the characters to stay with you, which is cool that you can transfer. Let's say in the first one you have to make a choice where one of your members 
basically is going to go out and they end up dying. Uh, that does go forth in, in the series. But at the end of the game, when it came to the ending, uh, I guess it was pretty, you basically had a choice of which ending you want to see. That'd be kind of hard to do over like three games because the yeah. variables of how you interact change mm-hmm. so frequently from year to year, right? Like your thought process and stuff like that always changes. So you can have it that you're like a very cautious, safe guy through the first one. And then, you know, second mass effect, you're like, yeah, I hope everyone in my team dies and just send them out to die. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I guess some people really like that stuff and they made a big stink about it. I liked it because it's, it's the ending the storyteller wanted you to see. At least you can you can see them all. Let's say you save it right beforehand. You can see all the endings at that point, which mm. I want to... I like seeing it all, right? Like That's why the good thing about the linear stories, you don't have like even just three options. You have, you're just told a story that the writer wanted you to see. Yeah. That's why I like linear games because when you're playing Grand Theft Auto, they do it the best to, you know, they're the best at open world games for, in my opinion. Um, you you're experiencing it your own way which you know it feels like a salesman trying to tell you that mm-hmm. you don't need a lamborghini because it's uh it's just it's just a fast car well this car can also do 100 kilometers per hour right like yeah he's trying to sell you a yugo for you know 50 grand he's like oh it's you can buy a lambo for 200 or whatever it is and or you can buy this yugo which can also do 100 kilometers per hour it's mm-hmm. like trying to make it seem like it's it's better but just because i can choose my own way to experience things doesn't make it better right like yeah. if the writer has some crazy way to tell a story i'd rather that than me you know uh just basically save up all my money to get the most powerful weapon and then just kill the boss with like with relative ease as opposed to being put in a situation where i don't have all the best weapons mm-hmm. i have to figure out strategy on how to beat this boss yeah like that's that's the the thing about when you have a guy telling you a story you put yourself you put that character in a situation maybe you're not comfortable with, but at the end you look back like that was cool. Like I beat this boss with very little, like I had to use every little ounce of what I could find to kill him. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to do it open world style, I'm coming in with like bazookas, rocket launchers. Like it's not going to be a challenge. It'll be like level 200 and you know, it's going to be easy. Yeah. You're going to hoard all the best weapons and go in when it's super easy for you. Yeah. So like that's the benefits of a linear story. The writer uh, can control the situations you're in. Yeah, more intimate storytelling. Yeah. Right? You can connect better with the player and the protagonist mm-hmm. and villain as opposed to open world. There's a disconnect due to the fact that there's long lulls in between storytelling yeah. due to the fact that you're out grinding to level up mm-hmm. so that you can go get a new piece of armor or so have it. It's and, like the worst when you're playing that game where you like save up so much money to get something mm-hmm. and then like later on it's just like, you can get it so easily, like an yeah. enemy will drop the exact same yeah. thing. Like that's it's the, the stuff that drives me nuts about open world games. Have you gotten sick of them yet? If it's well made, a game, a well made game, no matter if it's open world, linear, uh, just an online shooter, a well made game is a well made game. But you know what? After playing Breath of the Wild, I couldn't play Breath of the Wild. Any- I couldn't play it, Horizon Zero Dawn right away because I was sick of the open world at that point. It's a, it's such a big grinding. Tasks. There's so many mundane things that you have to do. In you don't an open have world to, but game. you kind of want to because well, you could argue that you kind of have to, you know, hoard material and really thoroughly go through every. Well, yeah, because you don't know what you're gonna need. Exactly, especially in Horizon when your arrows are crafted, so you have to constantly stop and pick up the tree branches. Yes, yeah. like that's unnecessary in my opinion. Like it is necessary, but I don't want that. That's. That's one of the, the little things that drive me nuts. 
having to get certain plants. Like I killed, I don't know how many robots just for parts. And it's like, okay, what's this doing for the story? Like yeah. that, that's one of the gripes, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. It's, I just want to progress further, but I can't because I got to go hoard and scavenge. Yeah, and I just did, I did a bunch of that in, in Zelda somewhat. It didn't feel as annoying, maybe because it was my first uh, open world game. But after that, I couldn't play an open world game. I will say that Zelda was the most open world game I've ever played. Like you can literally go anywhere, you can climb anything. Yeah. Every game, game it's open world, but with limitations. Yeah, yeah. No, that game was was fantastic. So once again, there's there's room for both open world and linear, but if everyone keeps doing open worlds, it's gonna mean less. Yeah, until someone has to come out with an amazing linear story. The thing is I feel like everything is social. And everything now, it's like open is world. Is it really social though? Multiple... Like playing video games is social. Like, yeah, I think there's a big push towards it with the party chat and yeah. The thing about Twitch... another thing that's changed, and and then you look at a, a game like what we're just playing today with Marty with Duck Game. We had a blast playing it. It was a local multiplayer game. Like stuff like that is. I feel like if you go back and start pushing that, like that could be an advertising slogan. That could be where we go next. Local couch multiplayer, right? You know what? The narrative that we're trying to create with this linear stories are in jeopardy because Visceral Studios is dead is stupid. You know what the real threat is? Local multiplayer gaming. That doesn't exist anymore. This generation killed it. Oh, absolutely. NHL is a perfect example. NHL 18, Mm -hmm. one of the great things about sports games was when you got together with your buddy, you can play on the same team. Or you could play against each other, right? Yeah. Don't tell me they got rid of any of that. No, no. You could still do that, right? Like local multiplayer. But it was one of the first sports games that I experienced where it allows you to do all those things that you would do with somebody Mm -hmm. online. Like you could play the 3v3 game mode, but on the same team online. Well, see, that's fine with me um, as long as it's not killed on your local console. Because the shooters... A perfect example is none of these colleges, I think maybe you can play max two people on a console. Dude, I don't even remember the last time I sat down, played a multiplayer shooter game, four, like four player split screen. On I literally can't. I did it. I, on 360, I did it. On X, the original Xbox with Halo, we did that a lot. Yeah, 360, we did it. Yeah. But I can't. This generation, that, I don't think it's even offered us four player split screens on a shooter. No, because it, it's, it's been killed. That's the real crime here. Yeah. Local multiplayer. And you know what's fun to talk about? The fact that we have the most fun playing the local multiplayer games like Duck Game, And it's Powerful. a simple game. Yeah, they're all simple games, yet it's just great being in the same room and in being able to enjoy a nice... You know, and also simplicity has something to do with that. Because when I played Duck Game, I had a few friends come by, and, you know, two of the three were were gamers, right? They've yeah. grown up playing a lot of games. And one friend was the guy who just plays, like, sports games. So he's not... He's like a me uh similar no, to no, me no no he doesn't play like single player games at all like he's not but big into mostly that. sports games that's what i find myself playing but, you, but yeah he wouldn't sit down and beat zelda i'll tell you that much no for sure okay um and he was able to pick it up and pick and it's just simple it's jump and fire a gun yeah and it was so much fun there's literally four buttons jump pick up shoot and fake death fake death is the best one of them all by are the best feature any game could ever implement it works so much better with four player i know we're playing three player today but when mm-hmm. we're doing the four player i would just hide and like wait for two of them to be down and then i'd sneak up the guys like why is what's going on why is it and a bang just get up and shoot them now 
as we're coming to an end with this podcast, I want to ask you a question. If you had to recommend, I know I'm throwing you on the spot here. Okay. If you had to recommend a linear story game that you have played recently, which one would you recommend? And well, you see, the thing is, I can't just give you one without asking you what would you prefer, right? Uh, first game that comes to mind is, and it's not recent, it's uh, The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. That game's fantastic. Um, I liked Firewatch a lot. I beat that. It's like three to four hours. I was hoping hours. that's where you were going to go with. Firewatch was like, it was so cool. It was a simple game, didn't take long. You can find it cheap on Steam sales, or I'm sure consoles have it on, on sale. And it's not an expensive game to begin with. It's like three to four hours. We need more of those games because I watched you play it and it looked awesome. It's, you know what? It's unique. You're a park ranger. <laughs> with, you know what I mean? Like how fun can you make a park ranger game? But it was, the story was so well done. Uh, Does Yogi voice, Bear make an appearance? No appearance from Yogi Bear. <laughs> um, but it had a, a really, a really well-crafted story and the voice act, acting was phenomenal, which mm-hmm. is hard to find nowadays. Yeah. Um, which I can attest to after just watching the little bits that I saw yeah. you play, the voice acting was fantastic. Like I told you to throw a radio in the water and just the reaction that you got from the girls in the water was dope. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool, man. So um that's a fun game. It's not a new game. I think it's been out for at least a year or two, right? But it's a hidden gem. And I think gem. the fact that you're shedding some light is awesome. Yeah. If you're looking for something unique, definitely try that out. Awesome. But right now, um, let's let's get back to Mario Odyssey because we're going to be talking about it for the next few Gone Gamings at least. So yeah, well, like you heard, we're Gone Gaming.